Hi there, I'm Jack from Loose Dads, one of the other great Dads Net podcasts. And before you dive into this episode, from someone a little further down the fatherhood road than you, I just want to tell you about something for the next 60 seconds. Hand sanitizer has become an essential to carry with you these days, right? My kids even have their own name for it. We call it hand squish. So wherever they go, they're obsessed with having hand squish. And that's why I'm loving the new Milton antibacterial hand sanitizer. It's suitable for kids from three months up. It's 99.9% effective on germs. It's alcohol free, tested for sensitive skin, and a big selling point in our house, it's 100% plant-based. It really is the easiest way to keep hands, both big ones and little ones, clean and fresh when soap and water isn't within reach. Check out the whole Milton range over on dadsnet.com forward slash Milton. Right, that's enough from me. Enjoy this episode of How To Be A Dad. Hello, thank you for being here. Um, If you've listened from episode one, the finding out episode all the way through to now then thanks so much you know, it means a lot i really appreciate it and it's great to have you here um if you want to share your stories of whether you're an expectant dad and you're listening for that reason to get some insights i say that laughing because i know there are no insights to be had um it's just we're all just in the same gang really so if you're uh, listening and you just want to give a shout out and say hello we'd love to know you're here with us so please get in touch on the dad's net social you can go to me directly at our booth i'd love that i'd really appreciate that and i hope it's helped um if you are an expectant dad then you uh, can probably relate to our last guest that was shane in episode 10 the expectant dad um although i don't know if you can relate actually because shane was like super expectant dad i thought i did okay as a partner with our two but I listened to Shane, I was like, oh, I hope Kerry doesn't hear any of this, because he is like uber dad-to-be. Um, this, though, this episode is a chance for anyone with young children or expecting to just maybe sit back and soak in some knowledge from someone who's been there and done that, because this is Connor O'Gorman. He has an 11-year-old and 12-year-old, and uh, yeah, he's just sharing what he's found along the way. Spoiler alert doesn't turn out you actually ever find out what to do and it's all guesswork along the way i remember buying a book um and it worked i don't know where it's gone now but it was a book and it, you you read out the story and it was a mumble jumble of words but there was some psychology on it and it literally knocked the boys out every night but after about three weeks it stopped working <laughs> <laughs> they cottoned on that it was it was a it's like an hypnosis <laughs> well this is the thing isn't it there isn't there's nothing like my dad always said when when we were pregnant with our first like and it's the old cliche there are no books and i was like there are loads of books there are no books that work oh right okay what's really worked for us is spend as much time outdoors as possible with the kids from from day one even through the winter they used to we used to put them out on the balcony in uh like in a pram and in a cot and you know well covered up but they'd slept like logs like during the daytime so it's a, it's a thing that happens in Scandinavia a lot you just stick the babies out in the cold and they sleep so well and you and you actually get a nap as well <laughs> so there's this thing having done this podcast and I think I say this in every episode but I, I quite want a third my partner definitely wants a third so if ever I say this I'm just saying this flippantly but she's like oh really we can have a third but I, I want a third just to just to do it right because that is something that 
napping in the daytime and is another thing they always say don't they sleep when your baby sleeps and it's like all oh, right great yeah i'll try that no no you should yeah. don't do the dishes don't be trying to catch up with ironing or any of that this is it sleep when your baby <laughs> sleeps and then what mary poppins turns up does she no she doesn't um i've not heard that one though the sleeping outdoors one yeah if if if, um, if anyone's listening like if they've just google out you know um baby outdoor sleeping or whatever you'll, you'll see all sorts of amazing photographs like of all these like prams out in the snow outside cafes in scandinavia and uh, and, it, it, and we tried it out it worked really well so we used to have them both outside in the in the courtyard like for for three hours they'd sleep straight in the daytime just frozen solid yeah frozen solid <laughs> <laughs> not moving is great and then just take them in defrost them and, defrost uh, them yeah yeah <laughs> um we've asked you to come on the podcast is like you say you've you've got a 11 and a 12 year old so you have essentially been there and done that starting starting to get there yeah <laughs> does it get easier what's what's what age would you say was the easiest this is what i'm looking for yeah i think i think it's about it's about how you frame it i suppose because when i started off you know being a dad it was a case of you know trying to find time for myself or trying to do this trying to do that and actually after after a while you just if you just accept the situation that you don't have any time to yourself, basically, and try and enjoy the moments. You know, people, older people say to you, oh, just enjoy it all the moments. You go, what, enjoy this? This is like a nightmare. I can't, <laughs> can't get any sleep, but, you know, and all the rest of it. So, but actually, the oldies, you know, their advice is true. And as you, as you grow through, I suppose, fatherhood, you do realise a lot of the cliches, they're, they're, they're there for a reason. They're, they're, they're true. I don't think it's a case of whether it gets easier or not, maybe. One thing that I found used with it, the Dad's Network and, and with other... Uh, kind of groups and Facebook groups and all the rest of it is actually just hearing other stories from other people um, you pick up little tips you pick up things it's not so much advice it's just you know you pick up things from other people's experiences and um, looking back on it the easiest bit is probably when they're literally immobile you know and they're, they're you know they just they can't cause any damage or trouble or you know you can't you, you can actually take your eye off them for a second although you you know you can't either because you're worried because you don't know so it's it's kind of all like all those emotions it's the roller coaster but uh the whole thing's been a, a series of experiences and it's been um quite challenging at times but also enjoyable and uh now, as they're getting to that little bit older stage and their personalities are coming through really strong, um, it's about appreciating the time with them, actually, because the time does go very fast, although it doesn't seem so at the time. So uh, looking back at when they were, you know, four and five, that kind of cute kind of age where, you know, everyone's on the street going, oh, look at them, they're lovely and all the rest of it, you know, and, and that, that stage and, and, you know, the unconditional love and hugs and all the rest of it, that starts to fade as they get older. So you do start to appreciate that more, I think. And uh, even even simple things like doing the bedtime stories and uh, that can fade away. But certainly one thing, uh, and this is more my wife, my wife's discipline than mine, is keeping that routine in the morning and the evening um, for as long as possible. So, you know, the same t- kind of around the same time of bedtime uh, the same routine and doing bedtime story however long it takes half an hour an hour i think that that really helps calm calm boys particularly and they know what's expected of them i think that's worked well for us but again that's just our you know our particular journey the thing I w- i've been most keen on is the outdoors <laughs> 
we just used to spend hours and hours out in the woods like and just take lunches with us and just spend literally five or six hours of a day out just in nature um back when it wasn't cool it's all about nature now but and the thing with with the lockdown as well all of a sudden people have discovered <laughs> discovered nature i love this discovering nature it's always been there <laughs> it's like you walk past it all the time um but i know what you mean and, and it's it's yeah it's it's like soft play that you don't have to pay for and <laughs> and isn't as loud yeah yeah and it's about enjoying the like, like the um yeah i think we get sucked into always needing to be doing things as parents you know how you have clubs and this has to be done that has to be done and again it's different for different children but if you can if the children learn that doing nothing is a form of doing if you like and just being out in in the forest learning to you know learning to use knives and and build a fire and uh, just basic stuff like that and uh, just you know learning different flowers listening to bird song just that that being happy just being doesn't need to be doing stuff all the time or learning all the time or you know actually just in you know being out in a natural environment whether it's the river we used to go fishing a lot when they were younger that's faded away so yeah i keep saying i probably keep saying faded away because as they get older you know you go through different interests different friends so does it get easier um it just gets it gets it's different isn't it it's different i mean uh one elderly lady you know as a neighbor you know she always says that you know the bigger they are the bigger the problems are the bigger the trouble is so and it never and it never stops and her children are now over 40 <laughs> so right. right yeah but i think i think one thing i found i suppose uh is i spend too much time on the blooming smartphones uh, having said I'll never do that I'll never be that kind of parent you know and yes. we all we all you know what I mean yeah oh, absolutely <laughs> and the other thing with having the phones out as well I'm, I'm being in nature and it's very much about living in that moment but Kerry my partner is always like oh this is beautiful moment take a photo take a photo and you end up watching your life watching your kids who are in front of you through the screen that you're trying to avoid yeah we all do it and we're kind of you know annoying the kids and say no stand here stand no smile there no, yeah, no, yeah, do it again yeah, do it again exactly <laughs> look how natural this moment was and then everyone else's memory was like well that ruined five minutes of that i think the challenge ahead for, for us is is the neither of the boys so they're 11 and 12 neither of them have their own mobile phone yet but one of them's in high school now and like he's the only one with no mobile phone and it's getting to the point of where you know do we need to get into that because there's so much there's so much bullying and, and stuff that goes on online now you know and um you can't protect them but for the same time i think the two boys are fairly calm and fairly concentrated in terms of their studies and and you know when they're focused and, and working on stuff um however they're always forever nicking my phone and, and you know <laughs> looking look at it looking at you know youtube videos also i said where's my phone gone oh it's good they've gone upstairs and watch a youtube video but uh, you know the various bloggers you know on minecraft and all this kind of stuff um i god it was talking about things being easier if it, 30 years ago is probably easier <laughs> no absolutely this is i mean that is my biggest fear as a parent i think in terms of what i don't want to say managing the kids but i suppose it is, isn't it but it's it's completely out of your hands and and but yeah that's the thing all it takes is one kid to say something to another kid to get into a group and that's it's frightening that's the frightening bit yeah but certainly for probably a lot of listeners they've, they've younger you know much younger kids maybe you know two three four I can remember key moments like where, you know, we, we'd, we'd be playing in the park and let them go over the brow of the hill and not seeing him anymore. And, tell you know, they're in, building the independence. Yeah. But then when primary school starts, 
that does get challenging is the amount of emails you get you know the pta stuff and a pound for this a pound for that you have to like have a special wall chart just for the school to, <laughs> you know you know <laughs> to make sure your child goes in the right clothes to school because there's all yes. these different charity events and i do wonder sometimes would if the teachers could focus more on just teaching maybe than all these other extracurricular activities might be better off oh no i know well my son's alfie's in reception so yeah like this morning i took him in and the teacher said oh have you filled the jar with five p's and ten p's and I was like, I, I literally missed that memo, as they say. But and also, why? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know. There's there's a there's a cost of living crisis on at the moment, and so I don't really understand. I don't even know why half the time. Do you? You just go, oh yeah, here's a pound. Not really sure why. Yeah, and I suppose as a dad, I've always done all the collecting and, and dropping off and all the rest of it. But do they ever contact me first? No, it's always mum first. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, like, it's so hey, true. I'm the guy turning up. You've got my mobile. I'm first primary contact, you know. That's exactly it. I do the school on <laughs> every single morning. And and yeah, and I find out about this second. I get told by, by Kerry, my partner, oh, he needs this today. I was like, why didn't they tell me that yesterday? When I saw them face to face. Yeah. Um, you said something earlier, and this is the thing, and I was having a conversation with my friend who's got children similar age. And I was always a very chilled out person. I don't think I am anymore because I've got kids, but I always wanted to be a really chilled out dad. And I was always going to sit down and go, hey, we don't do that. Why don't we do this? And when you're running around trying to get two kids out the door by half past eight in the morning. And this morning, Alfie decided he was going to use mummy's dress. She doesn't know this yet um, as a mop. (laughs) So he was ice skating on the dress. And I was like, don't do that. And I went, Alfie. And then I was like, oh, that's, I don't know who this person is. And then I had to apologise for shouting. And does it change? You know, when you, you said before, you know, I didn't think I'd be this sort of parent. Yeah, I think, I think it probably helps to apologise to your child when, you know, you do shout at them or whatever, because they're a sponge, aren't they? And they're absorbing all those behaviours. And uh, yeah, I think, I think we all have the idealistic idea of what we're going to be like. And then we, we uh, become our parents. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's exactly it. That is completely it. I was like, my dad shouted a lot. He was a prison, he was this alpha male for Middlesbrough prison, governor, prison officer. And I was completely the opposite. And that's how, yeah, but you have a kid and you're like, oh no, I don't even, bl- I'm shouting. I don't even believe in shouting. It's so many minefields. Stuff gets on top of you, doesn't it? And I think it's, it's about mm. just that rolling back and having that conversation. I mean, we, we treat the boys, uh, they're, they're 11 and 12 now, but we've always treated them kind of as, had adult conversations with them from, from an early age that, you know, we sit down to a dinner table we try and always eat together every evening. Ah, it sounds very, I, I, you know, perfect and all this, but it's, it's, we try our best. Uh, but actually have those conversations with them about just what's happened in the day. And, and if you know, there has been a row in the morning, um, uh, then we talk that through and kind of, you know, just talk it all through and all the rest of it. So uh, that's more my wife's influence than me, to be honest. I just like to just bite my lip and move on. But well, you say social media, the kids are on social media, but parents are on it now. And it's ironic that I'm saying this on the Dad's Net podcast, but there are so many forums and things. And I was reading something last night and it was instead of, instead of saying, well done, when they do something, say, you saw a challenge and you overcame it. And that's when, and I go, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then like, say you're flying around trying to get out and you're just like, oh, well done for not hitting your sister. (laughs) And I don't know what reward that sends. Or dad, why do I have to do that? Just do it. But it, but it is, isn't it? It's this idealism of, of the parent you're going to be. And, and sitting around the table, um, Shane, who's one of the dads on, on a few of the other episodes, they've always sat around the table with their girls. And, and I, yeah, it is. It's, it's that thing of going, that's what we want to do. But unfortunately, you have to be the sort of person who is that organised in the first place. And uh, we're just chaos. And our table 
is usually our table turns into a storage place for play-doh and toys or clothes or whatever so that that's something i'm going to aspire to i think that's the other thing as a parent is what you get frustrated with yourself because you aren't being what you thought you know you've created this image of yourself and it's life's not like a movie is it but also i suppose your your memories of childhood are uh, we don't see the perspective of our parents from our own childhood so for example i have this idea that every evening we all just sat and watched telly all evening but that could not have been possible because they want to, <laughs> they want to stuff that you have to do every evening <laughs> to then catch half yes. an hour on Netflix if you're lucky. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That is so true. <laughs> Unless you want the house falling down around you, <laughs> I can't get out. Can't get out the front door for clutter. Uh, and like, like you said right at the beginning, you just have to accept it. I think, don't you? I think you just just see what happens. Case or else or else. And the only uh, we were talking about, you know, talking about calmness, in, in, you know, at home as well. We don't have the telly on at all. Like te- we've one little tiny telly upstairs, which we only watch when we watch it. But there's nothing on downstairs, like so. It's just quiet. You know, I'm quite. I like the quiet. I like the. But they, they, they're different. So it's kind of just flexing to their needs a little bit. And and again, it's it's uh, it's fascinating how you have to remember that these are two. You know, if you know, if you've got one or more kids. These are human beings too, growing in themselves. They have their own wants and needs, and and it's about uh, working around that as well together. That's tough at times. Yes, yeah, definitely. Speaking to other dads, parents, I think this is what everyone does. So we're saying, right, no dummies because uh, we'll see, the babies can have a dummy as their baby, but after six months, max, take it out. Uh, there'll be oh, so many, no chocolates and no phones at the dinner table, which I'm still, and again, not wanting to sound like an, an old person, which I'm finding myself doing a lot, but saying back in our day, and yeah. He's, they've started having phones and I'm, I'm really against that. But the thing is, once you do it, that's that's broken then, isn't it? That's the law broken. I don't know how you rescind that. Uh, we went through a phase where, uh, probably when they were about six, seven, eight, that kind of age, um, where we did a lot of board games. Um, I found it too stressful. The amount of rows, like Monopoly. Oh my God, like World War Three. Uh, we started uh, doing drafts for a while and, and then we moved on to chess, which was um, obviously fairly advanced. And um, so we started practicing chess and all that stuff. But again, that was like Monopoly. That got like proper serious rows. And this, again, I might resonate with some people. Should I try my hardest to beat them or should I let them win? What's the balancing <laughs> act there in terms of, you know? So I just asked them, I said, look, how, how, how hard do you want me to play? And funnily enough, one of the days I tried really hard to play, uh, uh, one of the boys beat me and, and he beat me fair and square. So there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I love all that stuff. It's funny doing this podcast because you think you're the only one and then you just realise all these little things are universal and we're all just trying to trying to get through it. Do you, you know, when, so I was saying then about, and I only keep mentioning it because it was only a couple of hours ago and it's really still in my head that I, I was like, Alfie, and I don't shout and I hate that. Um, do you remember those bits or do they fade in time? I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Um, oh, that's good. Let's, let's not, I don't, I don't, I don't bring anything <laughs> up. <laughs> you don't, yeah, it's, uh, it does really blur, you know, and I think that if it was one thing I, I should have picked up when I was a younger dad was to write a diary because you you remember a lot more when I was a kid, I used to write a diary like on, on my fishing and all that stuff. Sort of and even now I look back at it, the memories flow back when you read what you wrote. Um, so I think if, if there was one bit of advice, you know, I'm not here to give advice if you like, but, but one thing, keep a diary if you can, you know, when you've got that five minutes for Netflix, write a diary. No, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? But just to write a few, th- a few bits and bobs, like or maybe a highlight of the day or, or the low light of a day and, and 
to pass on to the pass on when you're a grandfather you know yes exactly yeah when you're a wise old sage <laughs> you grumpy yeah. old sod <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you know you said you go fishing it's one of your passions and i went to watch football with my dad we used to go quite a lot to watch and that was always his dad took him he took me you know and that's something that i think and not just alfie you know obviously sienna as well there's father son father daughter moments but was it something that they just went along with or do you have to force them into sharing your your passions uh, yeah, for example, when I was growing up, yeah, we went to all the different matches, like maybe rugby, it was football or soccer, as we call it in Ireland, um, uh, hurling and all the different matches. That was all part of your weekend, if you like. And fishing, I used to love fishing. I used to go off by myself fishing on mountain streams um, in rural Ireland. Great freedom just to cycle for miles. So when the boys got to about four, three or four, I started taking them out uh, with me just to see what, you know, because it's like a day out anyway, you know, bring, bring a lunch and uh, sit by the river. And what would happen would be that they would just spend the whole time throwing stones in the river. So there was no <laughs> chance, which was grand, you know, there was no chance of fishing. Like, uh, you know, like get one, one sneaky cast upstream where there was no disturbance, like cause it, was, it was like destruction down below. Um, I was always trying to remind myself that I'm not going to force them to fish. You know, they're not going to be there to, to, to be crying, you know, and I would say, do it. You know, so, so it was a gradual thing. And um, I think one of them was about four years old when he caught his first fish by himself with a fly a grayling. And while I think it was doing that the other one fell in the river and had to go and grab him so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, so that was a funny one um and then it just we just it just faded away um they're still interested but we it's not a thing we do and, and my interests you know and our interest as dads probably changes as well so i'm not as passionate about going fishing as i was we do other stuff now like we just um take them to martial arts for example um as one thing they do one of the boys is um get interested in, in acting and drama so um doing a few auditions with him on that as well so bird watching during lockdown the big thing was they got into bird watching like in a really big way joined the orspb um and got bird books um and, and really i mean they really learned everything they knew way more than i did on some of the things and um it was it's great to see sort of they would go out for walks and They'd know the difference between a raven and a crow, or you know, they'd spot buzzards um, that I hadn't seen. That was a lovely time actually during lockdown. It's starting to get to taxi time now, so because one of the boys has joined a high school um, that's about two miles away, so I now am Mr. Taxi Man in the morning and in the evening, which I, th I said never doing that. They're going to a local school um, and they're walking to school, but that hasn't that hasn't turned out. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? I think that's the one thing we can take is that it just never turns out as you imagined it's not always a bad thing no 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 yeah and um and i think and i think actually doing doing this podcast is it, it reminds me that sometimes it's good to sit actually to sit back and reflect like with the local cheshire dad's net um and they've organized like a few like beer beer burger nights and i've been in one or two of those and that's quite quite fun um some of those meetings you, you do talk about the kids and some you don't talk about it at all you talk about other stuff and it's quite random and uh, i think that chance to reflect and to be proud of yourself you know of all those dads because it is like an achievement to get through fatherhood <laughs> <laughs> so there you go that was connor o'gorman who has been there and done that and has an 11 year old and a 12 year old and is enjoying the journey which let's face it all parenthood is isn't it well it's not all parenthood is it's enjoying the journey when you can sit back and reflect but you know when it's bedtime and siblings are fighting or you're being slapped in the face that's that's my children's new thing at the moment 
Alfie does it. He's four, so he's getting a bit... It was funny when he was, like, six months. It was cute. Flipping hurts now. And uh, and Sienna, his little sister, finds it funny. So they join in. So there you go. That's where I'm at. But I'm sitting here now without them and... Yeah, kind of thinking, oh, I miss that. I can't wait till they get in from school and nursery and I can be slapped amongst the chops again. Oh, parenthood. It's a ride, isn't it? Oh, I was going to do a sign-off. Yeah, let's do that. Parenthood. <laughs> it's a ride. If you want to get in touch with us, then please do. You can get in touch via the socials at dadsnet.com or via me at Albooth on Twitter. Until the next time, happy parenting. It's a ride. I, I'm not. I need a catchphrase. A Dadsnet original podcast.